and I was on tumblr.com because wow. it was the yeah I know because it was like what like 27 no 2015 it was 2015 uh -huh. so tumblr was still kind of kicking but it was dying a little bit before the great before the great uh, great porn removal of 20 exactly it was it was pre the porn removal so it was still oh, yes. alive life was so good and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but it was still kind if of only dying. there was somewhere else that had porn on the internet <laughs> i know it was the only place you could go remember that record that you bought me like two years ago well i just remember that it's sitting in the closet so i called you up just to tell you i've been meaning to listen to Why don't you come over and talk about it? Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and or movies and use those as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Michael Limitato. I'm Stephanie Senior. Yeah, yeah. And Sean is not here because he hates Mamma Mia and everything yeah. to do with Mamma Mia and also ABBA. And let's just start some slander about Sean. He he, he, he doesn't is... like bands that are palindromes. <laughs> <laughs> he hates Tenet. It's like yeah. <laughs> have a star on yeah. have a star on Letterboxd for Tenet. Yeah, anything uh, he, otherwise, he he, like, he, yeah, he totally. Mind. He understood the movie and liked it the first time he watched it, uh, <laughs> yeah. but but it's just that it was a palindrome that he hated it. It's also like he um it, he does play like young Harry in Mamma Mia too, so like, like <gasps> yeah, he just he, no no he, he just like it. looks like him. A little bit. Can you set me up? <laughs> He's gay. Very He's gay. gay. <laughs> so is young. So, so is so young, young Harry. Harry. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. true. And the actor Hugh Skinner himself. Yeah, is he gay? Yes, he is gay. I oh, I love Hugh Skinner. He's one of my favorite Hughes. Um, I would like to share this. That how, the how, what's what's your Hugh rating? Like, there's Grant. Yeah. There's oh, Skinner. I thought about this. It goes okay, okay. Hugh Grant is number one. Uh huh. Um, okay. <laughs> definitely. And then, honestly, I'm a little crazy, and Hugh Skinner might be my number two. <laughs> That's not um, a bad choice. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Thank you. He's in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I also oh, want to say. Is he in yes, he really? is. He's, he one one of of can, oh. <laughs> he's one of Laura Dern's. He's one of Laura Dern's like gay soldiers who's like okay, kind of in okay. the background and supports Laura Dern. Okay, good, um, good for him. So, An ally. Yes, yes, I love Hugh Skinner, and then probably Jackman. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, Hugh Bonneville is also important. He's of the Paddington films. So yes, we uh, have a great guest here who's already chimed in about her favorite Hughes. Uh, she's one of the crown jewels of Letterboxd and one of the hosts of the weekend watch list segment at the, of the Letterboxd show. It's Mia Pacino, everybody. Yeah. <gasps> Hello. Hi, hi. Hi. A pleasure to be here to talk about the two greatest films ever made. <laughs> Truly. It's very good. It's very good. <laughs> Um, so we have a lot to cover here. We're covering two movies, uh, Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Mamma um, Tria next. When? I know. Mamma Mia I know. Allegedly, what, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But like, what would it be about? It. Like, What was the second one about? Is it just Cher riding in helicopters from place to place? Uh, this in the, in the third one, Amanda Seyfried will be dead. Yeah, they just keep killing them up. It's about <laughs> wow. her baby. And Cher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cher is an immortal being in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the baby yeah, she comes Cher. back to life. She Just drinks like the life. um she drinks the tuck everlasting fountain and like she becomes <laughs> a moral being. Um, but yeah, 
but before uh you're, since you're typically known uh as a film person you love film you love movies cinema and all such um what is your relationship to music and albums and like you talked a little bit on your out in your email about it but like i, I want to hear a little bit about what your relationship to music is this is fun i don't often get to talk about music since i'm such a movie centric gal but um, music is very important to me, as it is to many other people. Um, I am an alt-rock slash punk rock girly. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, I love Riot Girl punk, like Bikini Kill, uh, wow. Bratmobile, all them. Le Tigre, uh, especially their song, What's Your Take on Cassavetes, which really, that is like the intersection <laughs> of my interests, is the Le Tigre song, What's yeah, Your yeah, Take yeah. on Cassavetes. Uh, <laughs> So I love them, but then I also love like the the bands of Meet Me in the Bathroom, that that book, which is incredible. And it's like a chronicle of the uh, early 2000s New York alt-rock scene. So like the Strokes and Interpol and Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and um, the Killers and all all those guys. I <laughs> I love them. That's like kind of what got me into music um, in around like eighth grade or so when my friends played a stroke song at the talent show. And I was like, what is this? It was the modern age. Uh, (laughs) and I like lost my mind. And then that's when I really, um, fell in love with the genre. So yeah, alt, alt rock, punk rock girly here. (laughs) But yeah, we're here to talk about the Mamma Mia, um, movies. Uh, and I, I, I scolded Michael and Stephanie not to make a Mamma Mia Vicino joke. I, I like <laughs> scolded them. Um, I stopped myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, so, so don't you don't have to worry about that. Um, oh, phew. Okay. Yeah. None of us are gonna do it or say it. I was close. <laughs> I think my Twitter username was Mamma Mia Vicino when the sequel was coming out. Uh-huh. Like whenever Incredible. when that was. That's yeah. good. That's I was campaigning good. hard. I was campaigning hard for that sequel. Um, cause I saw, I, you'll, you'll find out soon how many times I saw it in theaters. Hey, I, I also have a the- <laughs> amount of theaters story for this movie too. An yeah. iconic movie. I saw it one time in theaters. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah. At least you went. <laughs> yeah. You know, at least we I saw got it, a ticket sold. I saw it on opening fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> we left, we had just, I was working at a theater and we had just gotten like the show came down and we're like, we can make it to the end of like, we can make it to the last press showing. And we fucking 20 of us ran a bunch of 20 somethings. We were the only people in the theater. It was like 1130 <laughs> at night. It was incredible. It was so oh, good. That was an amazing summer because of that movie. So <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. But, but yes, like we're, uh, we're here talking about Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Um, so what is your what is what are your folks's? It's funny. It's funny. Okay. Is it? Um, yeah. Everyone in the studio audience is laughing. We muted them. Um, <laughs> they're in the other room. COVID, like, COVID procedures. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let, let's talk a little bit about your preconceived notions on ABBA slash Mamma Mia in general. Uh, so who'd like to go first on that? Like when I saw this for the first time in two thousand eight. I was a teenager with a lot of internalized misogyny oh. and I did not, I know. And I, this is how I know that people can change. I hated it because I was like an angsty. I know, I know, <laughs> no, don't tell anybody. I was like an angsty 13 year old who was like, oh, these people are happy. And, and I did not like it. And I also was not familiar with ABBA. So I lived many years of my life thinking I did not like Mamma Mia or ABBA. 
And now I, I'm just like in the opposite world. Like I'm living in the opposite plane of existence <laughs> where I'm like, these are the best movies ever. Um, I love ABBA. I went to an ABBA dance party oh, night somewhat oh, recently. Oh, that sounds so yeah, good. It was so much fun. Yeah, me and the girlies. I keep saying me and the girlies, but yeah. that's kind of what Mama Mia is about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah, so now I'm, I'm a They're very They're going to write up any male characters if they can. They, they're yeah. sidelining those men. As soon as possible. Good. <laughs> that was really it. Was that I? Um, I believe people can change now because <laughs> and of you're the so Mama much Mia happier. Experience. Yes. And like well yes, adjusted. I also found happiness. Which and helped. now when people are sad, you get mad. You're like, why are you yeah. sad? You should be happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah, you're I'm one of those people point. now. I'm like, have you tried taking a walk? <laughs> <laughs> exercise helps you feel good. Yes, exercise. I heard. <laughs> Uh, what about Steph? What's your preconceived notions with ABBA slash Mamma Mia? Oh boy, it's I well, it's hard to remember because I've I mean I grew up doing musical theater, so I've done fucking I've done Mamma Mia twice now, like in the last three years, four years, like uh, anyway. Um, but I think I actually do think consciously my first exposure to Mamma Mia and ABBA by like by like ABBA by way of Mamma Mia was when right after the show left Broadway and it was touring and I would see like ads for it on TV. Cause it was touring and it was coming to St. Louis, which was the big city close to where I lived when I was a kid. Um, and I think that was like, so I feel like it's sort of always been in my consciousness somewhere. Um, but then I also kind of didn't know a lot of the only ABBA songs I knew were like Mamma Mia and Dancing Queen. And I just knew them from because they're always on the radio and shit like that. Um, so I think that was my, I mean, and this is like a long time ago. Like I'm, I've become so much more intimate with intimate's weird, but I've become so much more like familiar with ABBA and with Mamma Mia and like how and like, you know, how excellent the ABBA is as a songwriting team. And like, you know, so um, so I think, yeah, but I think that was the seed of it. That's, that's been a while. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like st- similarly to Steph, I like grew up and um, I I just like saw this poster for Mamma Mia with the girl in the white dress and the caption under saying like featuring songs from ABBA. Yeah. And I never thought about it again. I never really I didn't know what it was. Uh, it, it felt like set dressing for my life. Like I've yeah. I, I main character syndrome and stuff like that. And um, felt like set dressing. Um, And I, I think I also like one of the other cognizant memories I have is, you know, I read a movie, I read a review of the first movie where someone called Pierce Brosnan, he compared Pierce Brosnan singing to a braying donkey, which is very mean, but it like really stuck in my head, like kind of like burrowed in my head a little bit. Um, but yeah, like, and and then I remember seeing like Mamma Mia 2 uh, with my movie pass. <gasps> yes. Because I had a movie pass. <laughs> yeah, that was the reason. Um, and I remember just like walking in thinking it was like inconsequential, like schlock and stuff like that. But when when I kissed the teacher star, it's just like, oh, I'm so in. I am so mm-hmm. like locked into whatever this is. Um, but yeah, like it, it, I can't even remember the first time I heard like um like Mamma Mia or Dancing Queen or something like that. It feels like when did when when were you first introduced to water or something like that? It's just kind of always yeah. been there a little bit. Um, but Michael, yeah, we want to hear from you. What's your relationship to ABBA slash Mamma Mia? I, I never heard an ABBA song before I saw Mamma Mia. Like what? Maybe I'd heard it, but like I didn't know. Okay, it was I ABBA. see. What you mean. Yeah. Uh, I you know was a uh, the constant that I talked about on this podcast. Girl, very Christian, very homeschooled. Uh, was not allowed to see PG-13 movies unless they were Lord of the Rings. 
anyways, anyways, uh, I saw Mamma Mia in college and I really enjoyed it, but uh, I didn't really like some of the performances, namely Pierce Brosnan's weird bad singing that kind of it's like why didn't you like zach efron haskell musical one this this bitch <laughs> like in my different singing voice literally this is terrible all that being said thought mama mia was great but mama mia 2 oh my god that my that is literally my top five movies of all time it wow. made me love abba it made me love like honestly the uh we i know we're talking about the synopses somewhat but i brings me on board this musical brought me on board both of them i, I just like remember like mama mia being like no not not mama mia like abba being like synonymous for bad music like at the Boo. time i know what a dumb idiot it's take fun. They're, like, they're like the sort of like much friendlier poppier less cocaine addicted fleetwood mac like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah yeah like they write great music they were all married to each other at some point and uh and uh but instead of getting bitterly divorced they just were chill <laughs> uh, it's so much the like uh max martin thing that makes him successful where it's like i do not know english clearly very well <laughs> and can use it in this like note-esque instrument-esque way mm-hmm. where the song can be like scientifically made to hit your ears in a nice way like yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was watching the Mamma Mia special features because it wow. came with a bonus disc. Yes, I love my Mamma Mia Blu-ray, and um, yeah, they have ABBA themselves. I think it's like Benny and Bjorn, and one of them was saying, like, um, yeah, it's interesting because the lyrics are not good, <laughs> but Whoa. to Americans, I know, I know, but he's like Americans think the lyrics are like very, very good when it's kind of just like. The Americanized, the, the the English is just kind of um, placeholders almost is what he was saying. Mm. Um, and it's more about the melody and the music itself. And he was saying that like he was surprised that uh, the lyrics resonate so much with people because he was like, we were just kind of <laughs> putting stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that, the lyrics... that was interesting to me because I love the lyrics. They just the lyrics ring true. Yeah. Well, and they're happy. They're so happy because yeah. that's like, I don't know. Like pop music kind of doesn't need depth. It needs to sound good and it needs to be fun to sing. And these sound good and are fun to sing. Even and, Pierce Brosnan sings them. And have depth. Yeah. <laughs> and have some depth too. Like they have like some of these songs are really, I think like I hate when people say like elevated horror or whatever and like elevated pop because it's disrespectful to those genres. And, you know, but I think it's like I would say it's like adult pop. It's pop for adults made by grownups and stuff like that. We've been through life and stuff. Steph, um, you said you could like um, uh, we're not going to go. We're not going to walk through the entire plot and stuff like we're just going to give a brief synopsis. So like, Steph, do you like um, could you give us like a quick like synopsis of like Mamma Mia one before we talk about themes and stuff like that? Yes. For anyone who might not have heard or Uh, listened to this. Very short, very sweet. 20 year old girl is getting married. 20 year old woman is getting married. And she would like to invite her dad to the wedding. Problem is, she doesn't know who her dad is. She knows it could be one of three guys. So um, she invites three men that her mom slept with 20 years ago to her wedding to figure out who her dad is, and hilarity ensues. Did I miss anything? The dads the dads are sexy. <laughs> yeah. So one of the dads is Colin Firth. You forgot! Uh, that's pretty important. No. 
I will say there's like wherever, like wherever you lay on the Kinsey scale, like there's something for everyone. <laughs> like the cast of these two, there's something for everyone. Like um, whether you like the dad bot or like Stellan Skarsgård, or you want something like like dorky romantic lead, like Colin Firth and stuff like that. Just like every I anything you Christine could ever Baransky. want. Yeah, Tom yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, her high so, kicks. I, I don't want to be like there. Everyone's so hot in this movie. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Christine Baransky and yes. Oh, she's so good. Grinch, the Grinch's girlfriend. In, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Um, so let's get into like themes of like Mamma Mia and what Mamma Mia is about. So the first one. Motherhood. Being sexy oh. when you're old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being alive when you're old, like and vibrant yeah, and like yeah, a whole yeah, person yeah. and stuff like that. Too. Sing yeah. fun, music, good. mothers and daughters. <laughs> also like mothers, ultimately mothers, it's like about yeah. you know finding yourself and meeting yourself the way you are and mm-hmm. like you are enough mm-hmm. and you don't need anything. Identity. Identity. Yeah. Hoping you don't die in the next 10 years. We'll get there. I just I just <laughs> read like I just like read a plot summary of Mamma Mia 2 as I was watching it and apparently it's set five years after the first movie, not ten. That's so <laughs> sad. That is so sad. and weird and unnecessary. Okay. Um the movie is also about women having fun and men being nice. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to say I wanted to talk about how it does resonate with people so much. Um, I dug into the letterboxed stats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have some numbers here. Um, so Mamma Mia One, it has more five star reviews or like five star ratings than any other star rating. Like Whoa. most people rated it five stars. It has eighty one thousand five star reviews, and fourteen thousand people have it in their four faves, like of all time. <laughs> so it's like very potent. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. People really love it. It's also like obsessively rewatched, both this one and the second one. Um, people just tend to log it like a million times. Um, because it's just escapist fantasy comfort that makes you truly feel good. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought that that data was very very interesting because it also only has a three point seven average. Because um, it's like you either <laughs> you either love it and give it five stars, or you're watching it a grump. Like I don't know why you would be watching young, it, young Mia. Like watching yes, it. <laughs> exactly. I should be more empathetic. Yeah, I should be they more can empathetic. Change. Or yeah, you're like a 13 year old. Not your fault. <laughs> yeah. But one day, one day, everybody will get to the five star rating. Hopefully, everyone will catch up. <laughs> Letterbox just like you check it in the next month, and the score has gone up three point seven two, three point seven five. One day, everyone will reach Valhalla. I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You guys, okay, so- I know this is an audio medium, but behind Mia on her wall, there's a Mama Mia letterbox counter. It's uh, the whole wall <laughs> is taken up by this. Yeah. It has the score on it and the date. That's right. Yes. That's right. It's true. It's true. I watch them like the stocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like Nasdaq's gone down today, but yeah. Mama Mia on letterbox <laughs> has gone up. The thing I want to talk about, like one of the two themes I wanted to like, talk about this movie, I am pretty proud of my self at that it's like why is it the, why is this a comfort movie why is this very why is this a comfort movie and like you were saying like the men are nice and it's about women having fun uh, like but it's also like it's a comfort movie because it portrays a matriarchal utopia basically it's donna is the center of the universe of this universe while being in a service position like kind of like you know bees or like ants and stuff like that and men are involved they are allowed in this society but they are non-threatening and non-toxic and there's no racism because there's no diversity 
That's the, that's the other part of it. Like, can't be racist when there are no yeah. people to be racist against. It's like. <laughs> I, I like because like I was like, hmm, what movie would I like want to live in? And this is would be one of them. But in the reality of it, it would be like, I don't I get like two words in edgewise. Like basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you get to be one of the people that works at the hotel. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, no. that's <laughs> nice day today, daughter. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or just like uh, at Christy Bransky, oh, whoa, God, just like whatever. Like, yeah, yeah your tongue gets raw out of your there's, mouth. Yeah. There's a black person in Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. Pepper. <laughs> that was a pretty, we can't forget that Pepper. That's a pretty significant role. Yeah, it's, I think that's fun. But like, it's, and then like in the continuing the matriarchal utopia, like everyone sings and dances whenever they need to express strong emotions. So there's no like, holding stuff bitterly and stuff like that and letting things fester like a lot of men do it's like everyone's communicating everyone has their heart on their sleeve like re- honestly maybe a little too much like i i like there's like the 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 shoe leather in terms of like what prompts the song is very thin like, there's like <laughs> yeah. it's like just some of these songs like mom mia like i get yeah you've seen these yeah. three guys for the first time but like i feel like they would have the same reaction if they had like ate a good bagel or something like that fucking music i'm just gonna be the one i'm gonna be the i feel like i'm gonna be the musical theater asshole in this pot it's a musical and i will also say i think people who don't like mama mia don't like it because because mama mia does that thing that whenever like, what's the number one thing people say when they say, I don't like musicals? I don't like that they're singing all the I don't like that they just randomly sing for no reason. And Mamma Mia does that yes. with yep. just gusto. Like, and that's Reckless the, yeah, abandoned. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like Marvel movies, like, no one goes to those and goes like, well, uh, Star-Lord can't fly, actually. Like, Chris Pratt isn't a real guy. Like, it's not like that. It's like, <laughs> I actually no go one. to Marvel movies and I said, I hate that there's jokes all the time. I wish there was <laughs> more singing dancing in Marvel movies. If I had one note. <laughs> Maybe then I'd go i don't yeah. <laughs> oh truly there's actually hey. like someone oh. pointed out that like uh mama mia made more than i the first iron man so like there should be a mama mia cinematic universe <laughs> mmcu <laughs> well, like, well mmcu I've been, oh. <laughs> yeah oh i have plans for this well back in the old days Musicals were being funded. There was that golden age of musicals where like every movie coming out was a musical, just like what we have now with superhero stuff. But yeah. they've switched they've switched roles and all we need to do is switch it back around. Yeah. <laughs> so superhero we can get music made again. So, yes. Would, That's I what's gonna fix that. the That'd film cool. industry. I cannot believe my eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, finally growing the, the one thing from Joss Whedon I like. like I don't like oh the rest my God. of it. <laughs> like, I'm realizing what I used to watch that, yeah, in high school. Oh, yeah, sorry. The Dr. Horrible guy? Yes. Yes. Is that yes. what we're saying? Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I used to, yeah, I'm being vulnerable. I did watch that a lot. I did, too. And now I can't okay. take Joss Whedon yeah, yeah, seriously because yeah. he's disgusting. He's a, he's a know, terrible he's man gross. who would not be allowed in the Mamma Mia yeah. universe, okay? Yeah. No, no, he's not allowed. But you know who is allowed? Yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks is allowed. Tom Hanks is allowed. Hanks Hanks is allowed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but not so as the guy from Elvis. No. <laughs> not the Colonel. Where's Christmas? <laughs> Where's Christmas? I don't know. I sound yeah. like Sandy Claus. <laughs> what is it? I don't know what his accent is. Um, but like um Does he? Any, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. But like any other like um themes, any other like yeah, I guess like the last one is like 
it's about being a full person without needing particular benchmarks. We start the movie with Sophie being a really thinly constructed character, no real interiority really i don't know what what does she do like how does she spend her day and stuff like that i mean i don't know um, that any of the characters really have a deep internal hit life but i know exactly but like it's a fucking but the idea musical. of like, like... <laughs> <laughs> but like the idea of like she doesn't know she feels like she doesn't know who she is because she doesn't know who her dad is and then through the course of the movie she realizes her mom has essentially given her everything she needs to come and comes to appreciate the profound and deep sacrifice she's given and thereby she doesn't need a dad or to get married and the the hot guy or and the three dads is just a fun bonus it's just like it's not like it's icing on the cake it's like i have everything i need technically so that's like kind of what it's about which is very sweet very like and it's it's really sweet it's it's adorable it's it's important too so yeah um so let's get into uh mia what would you like to talk about like um we're gonna kind of like break it up into more songs i guess like um because it's structured that way um what do you like to talk about highlight songs or low light songs first whoa Whew. well let's be let's be nice and start in with the highlights and then we can go to low lights i think that that's that's the way to do it there's like that run of really good songs when it goes like voulez-vous gimme 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 like all those like that whole chunk is really good but i guess my favorite my absolute favorite if i had to pick one dancing queen when Mm -hmm. all the women like Uh. abandon their men like all the working (laughs) women of the village say like Mm -hmm. fuck it and they all have so much fun and they dance on the pier together and it's just like an ode to like female joy and um i i it just like nothing makes me feel like as energized and as as joyful as that scene um it's just so much fun so yeah i guess i dancing queen is a real highlight it's like it, i also think the song is really beautiful because the context in the musical is uh she's down on herself for being a bad mom and calling herself a slut and like you know talking to herself the way her mother would talk to her essentially and then it's her friends reminding her who she is basically and she's the dancing queen (laughs) she's the dancing queen babe and like the idea of like um there's like there's an inclusive nature to the song. The idea of the choreography is so simple. It's literally just like skipping down They're a just vista. Like happy and like prancing around. Like pointing, <laughs> like doing like, yeah. da-da, da-da, da-da. like that, like just like some doofus could do it. And like, I <laughs> know, like, right, right, really. It's like the Gangnam style of 2008. <laughs> and I think that they captured that in the second one as well. I know we'll get in yeah. the second one, but they do Dancing Queen again. Spoilers. And it's kind of like a go, similar. Go yeah, I know. Spoilers. <laughs> they're going to do Dancing Queen again. <laughs> um, and it's like a similar energy where it's just so unbelievably happy. And it's like, yeah, like reuniting and just like dancing yeah. around the island, doing really easy moves. And <laughs> it's yeah it's nice i love that the idea of like it's the daughter doing it in the second movie basically like yeah. leading the and carrying on Don, donna's legacy in she's that the way. new dancing queen yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> um yeah um stephanie what's a highlight for you uh with this album oh, with man. this movie um with the movie this is so hard because i think that the songs work a little differently in the movie the Mama Mia, where it works and like where it sits in the show and what it does in the show works really well. And it's like always one of my favorites. And like 
uh, and I don't love it as much in the movie, although I do think it's great. Like, I think it's just a well put together number. I think Meryl sings the fuck out of it. I think she looks hot as hell. Um, be still my beating be vagina. Still my beating <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Did you? Okay, like, <laughs> side note, did you guys like that? When, like, did no, you like it's go, I fucking <laughs> love it. I think it is far okay. too good a line for the movie that it's in. I think it's excellent. <laughs> I I loved it the first, no, I'm not going to say how many times because it'll spoil how many times I've seen it. Yes, but yes, the first teaser. couple of times I really, I really loved it. But then when I'm watching it, like, at home, I'm like, <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> no, that's that's my feeling too it made me but it was funny theaters. like in the theaters like because it gets a laugh like sure. at a theater, oh, it always got a laugh experience. Yeah. which is like kind of it's fun when christine baranski gets a laugh um yeah <laughs> yeah mommy uh, i really like that a lot it's i think the you know with like musical filmmaking it's like a both of these are really good in terms of musical filmmaking like um it's like creative in the choreography and the edits are purposeful um it's like uh the scope is really cool and like the idea of like the beautiful vistas and stuff like that like that stuff you can't do on stage uh and like the 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 blow at the end of this episode the 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 song went with her legs spread apart with the three dads like looking at her and stuff like that is really funny um yeah it's also just a great song it's good it's good song what do you you want from me (laughs) yeah that's one of my highlights too i really love that they didn't like Cause like when you like have like a movie to musical, like a musical to movie adaptation, like, Oh, they fucked up that song. I love God yeah. damn it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then like this, like for the most part, like <laughs> lands or, all of it, it. Or this is going to be true. I promise the wicked movie. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the wicked movies. Jeez, that's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh. Oh wow! And then the credits roll. God. Uh, okay, Michael. What's and then you get the worst songs ever in the second movie. Okay, I'm sorry. James Corden is gonna come in and get transformed into a wardrobe or something, and be like, "I'm a gay it's wardrobe." Like, it's gonna say it's gonna say text out loud that is subtext in the rest of the movie in case you miss the right. subtext yeah, because you're right. too stupid. Okay. Already, kind of the songs do that, Stephanie, where it's like. I'm green, and somehow True. the rest of the world that's not green doesn't yes, like me. And Pasek and Paul will come in and pee all over it because <laughs> that's what they fuck. I'm sorry. Being green, it's kind of like a real color of being s- racist against. <laughs> that's what this music is about. Michael, what's our highlight? <laughs> Let's go back to this movie everybody likes. No music for Speculating about a movie that has come okay, It's going to be bad, I promise. I promise. <laughs> okay, I okay. Great. I like the name of the game. I like Boulet Boo. I like Does Your Mother Know? Those are probably my three favorite ones. Uh, the name of the game I really enjoy because I feel like Amanda Seyfried I really like, but like yes. I don't really have a reason. I really like Amanda Seyfried. Like I kind of think she's like not super compelling of an actress. I kind of think she's like she's a great well, movie at star. She's a great movie star. I really like her. She's like like you know when your like friend is like on a show or something and you're like oh my god i love this for my friend you know what i mean like that's how it kind of feels with her where i'm like i'm so glad she got cast as elizabeth holmes love her (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, Uh, i mean i think that she also makes really interesting choices like her filmography has a lot of bangers like jennifer's body yeah yes 
like Mean Girls, and <laughs> you just oh, mentioned she's Les so Mis. good in that. She's so um, I forgot about that. She's yeah. good in Les Mis. Also, she's not good in Les Mis. No, she <laughs> is. I'm sorry. This is I know. This is this is turned into. <laughs> see, I'm the hater of this episode. She is not good in Les Mis. No one is good in Les Mis. Les Mis is a terrible Whoa. fucking movie. It's a terrible movie. A musical adaptation. It is a fucking awful movie. Tom Hooper should not have won the fucking Oscar. And Hathaway's good. Like, you don't like it when, like, uh, Russell Crowe was like, Save me by the <laughs> six oh one. No, I don't. You like that? I don't like it when they all sing. They all sing like this for some reason in a show that is filled with deep emotions. Well, they have to, like, sing it live, <laughs> like, for real and stuff like that. Like, they Fuck got, it, we're doing it live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They that do them every day. day. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen the Les Mis movie like 12 times. Wow. I literally could not. I don't think it's bad. I do not think it's bad. I think, I it's, think it's fucking fun. terrible. It's because I have, I think Sasha Baron Cohen is hot. I, That's I, I wish they had recast. I think it would be <laughs> good if you. they recast, <laughs> recast Anne Hathaway with Susan Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the game is a great number. We all. Game. <laughs> It's What's like it's the it's the Yassified uh, Six Flags theme song. Uh, I like the flipper choreography too. That's pretty good. Oh, lay all um, your love. Yeah, that's a fun one. Oh, lay all your love oh, on yeah. me. That's the one. Like, is the one. That's the Yassified. Where the fountain bre- no, yeah, theme. where the fountain it's, breaks. Yes. Yeah. All right. I was, yeah, yeah. Also, oh, you were talking the, about yeah, the, the dolphins like pulse scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tell me where your mother's gone. You wanted to talk about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does your mother, Does your mother know? know? So good. I love the choreography. I love the beach choreography. I love that they're like so horny for Christine Bransky. <laughs> like I'm like a six on the Kinsey scale, and I'm horny for Christine Bransky. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, yeah, duh. Yeah. But like she's like a gay icon. Like the yeah. truest. She sense is. Where it's she's like, doing a mi- yeah, yeah. Like she could coast on just being beloved by gay men for the rest. Like <laughs> if I went to a drag show and it was like. Okay, Christine Baritzky's going to just stand on stage, not lip sync, not going to do anything. <laughs> but you can give her money. A She's not going to take it. You just put yeah. the money on the floor in front of her and someone else is going to sweep it up. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, here's $50. Yes. Thanks, Christine Baritzky. <laughs> I would go to the ATM, withdraw money, bring it over, lap <laughs> it down on her at every yes. not look at me. And I would say, I love you, Christine Baritzky. <laughs> she's the most like Broadway. I don't know if she's on Broadway or ever been on Broadway, but she's like the most like, like kind of musical theater like expert of these characters like yes these she's in chicago okay kept, great yeah. um when i watched the special features like uh there's a whole featurette on this number also which is fun to watch and she kept referring to herself as a non-professional singer slash dancer um oh. and uh, i was like christine Dravine, humble like that's not <laughs> true that's not true you are so great at this world's sexiest um, milf yes like straight up she's doing amazing limb work in yeah, everything yeah. it's just like all of her limbs like her arms and the high kicks like mm-hmm. wow <laughs> wow super trooper is i think the best like composed pop song ever i think it's like the just the moment where like the instrumental drops out and it's just all the vocals it's just blissful it's um also it's just like funny to think of just like oh this is like the song they wrote like that like oh it's like about a pop star who like sees her man in the crowd and like you know can go on and stuff like that that's really sweet um the umpapa is like so great <laughs> 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 um which Pierce Brosnahan is sidelined to doing in the second movie which I really enjoyed. did you like... call him Pierce Brosnahan like Rachel Brosnahan oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to not do it. 
I, my, something in my voice wants to call him Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I love I Rachel love, Brosnan. I love Pierce Brosnan in uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Wait, is that Marvelous her last Mrs. name? Marvelous Mrs. Mamma Mia. <laughs> it's Rachel Brosnahan. Yes. That's her last Rachel name. Rachel Brosnahan, yeah. and the, like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's a good show, also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah like, check it out. It's good. Um, yeah, yeah, check out Miss Maisel. Yeah, plug it. Yeah, like it needs yeah, all they need the bump. i don't know it they... could be lifted tomorrow like truly like you never know these days yeah, yeah. amazon i'm here for you that's why that's why i listen to all <laughs> yeah don't worry jeffy i got you jeffy. <laughs> and then uh i'm sorry guys we have to get through these movies and i am i'll i'll be more serious yeah serious. no we're having okay, fun okay, okay. we're being loose like the cast of mama yeah. mia smiling yeah, having christine, fun we're feeling being like a number like one christine baranski's <laughs> limbs yes <laughs> uh, yep i'm just a nice non-threatening man here to support you in your endeavors yeah. Mia and stephanie <laughs> yeah thank you we appreciate it we appreciate your commitment to the mama mia universe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mmcu yes mmcu and then the last one is just like slipping through. We got to talk about slipping through my fingers. We got to talk. Oh, about we that. actually don't have to what? talk about what it. Yeah. It's, when it's... she's sitting in her lap and they're like painting their nails and giggling, I think it's sweet. It's, it's good. good. It's fine. Meryl it's... Streep sings almost she's too much. She's the lead. In this movie. She's the mama. <laughs> I, I, I saw this movie and I said, <laughs> I said, I hope she's dead in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> It's your fault. You did this. (laughs) I hope she only comes back as a ghost for one song. (laughs) (laughs) So being a mom is the most important job in the world. (laughs) Yes. Oh oh my god! But I think the part of this that's beautiful is like it's one of the most difficult jobs in the world. Like you probably will pass down some generational trauma. You you'll you take what your parents did right. And try to correct the things your parents did wrong. And then if you do a good job, they leave you forever. <laughs> like they leave your home yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's and like it's like, but like if you do a good job, like you can still like develop a good relationship. And like I think this is the 11 o'clock number that like works. I, I don't think to again to like uh winner takes it all uh low, yeah let's like go to low lights a little bit um yeah, winner to, takes it all is a low winner takes it so all is what i agree in the movie i i don't, I don't want to say that but i want to say movie, i want to sure. say because yeah. it's so funny because I, I in the musical i fucking hate slipping through my fingers and i should love it because i'm like i'm a only child of a single mom and like whatever um i fucking hate it but slipping through my fingers is a costume change song like they they stack all these ballads back back to back because every the whole company has uh. to leave the stage after does your mother know or something and they all have to change into their wedding costumes and then and then like and then they do take a chance on me so that donna can whatever it doesn't matter but like it's a costume change song and so the entire ensemble can change and then they come back on stage for the wedding like it's i don't know i slipping through my fingers in the play i don't like i think it's like it's cinematically a little boring like yeah. you know th- there's only so many like times you could like watch pierce brosnan go like yeah he's just kind of standing there and she's just kind of doing arm acting she's just kind yeah, of like yes yes <laughs> she, she like... doesn't have glasses or a bag or something to throw on a table or something like <laughs> yeah. that yeah it's like it's and like it's like um 
it's like the showstopper number that stops the show yeah. it like stops the show <laughs> yeah. right in his tracks show screecher like, <laughs> the other yeah. the other thing and I, i'm I, sorry I, to be this person and just be like the musical but the other thing is it is supposed to be the big like showstopper because at the end she's supposed to like the winner takes it out, and she's supposed to belt the last note and then in the movie it goes the winner takes it oh ah, yeah, ah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. whoa and Ooh. then in the movie got she like it's like such a small ending that it's kind of like I don't know. I feel like they could have deleted it, and I don't think it would have changed the movie that significantly. It's also like uh, I, I think it's important that Donna gets to confront Sam about the heartbreak and betrayal she felt, um, but it cheapens it in terms of just like I actually will marry you right now, <laughs> like yeah, two yeah, seconds yeah. later, basically. Wait, Mia, were you going to defend it though? Where are we attacking your face? No, or? I'm not. I'm no. It's not my fave. It's not my fave. I just thought that it was like widely beloved. Like the person I watched it with, one of my good friends, and she loves the winner. Yeah, one of the girlies. girlies. (laughs) My girly. (laughs) And um, she loves both Winner Takes It All and Slipping Through My Fingers. Mm -hmm. And my truth was that I don't I don't love those those ones. (laughs) Um, so I but I I thought that people did because she liked them so much. So this is Mm -hmm. just interesting information for me. I'm very neutral about about those <laughs> songs um and at the end yeah. of the show it's all slow songs it's all i guess like uh yeah. take a chance on me is like kind of quicker and more upbeat and stuff like that but then it's just like um well, especially because like voulez-vous and does your mother know are like so high energy like yeah. the cocaine of songs yeah. yeah well it goes like gimme 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 voulez-vous does your mother know like it's like such an insane run in the middle of it <laughs> uh yeah oh so much fun that stretch <laughs> and again just like to have like to be a band that has you'd be lucky to have one song as good as mama mia like That's one true. song as good yeah. as like yeah. you know just like but they're back to back to back bangers bangers like yeah. it's um and then uh yeah what's uh any low any other low lights that we haven't talked about though? when like, all is said and done <laughs> yeah get that yeah, shit out this of is there. that one that is an i skip it yeah. oh i skip it's it not... when i'm listening to the soundtrack is it the pierce brosnan like last that's song? the wedding like, toast it's, one yeah it's, at it's the, the end. weirdest okay, okay. thing in the world yeah. it's not yeah, even in the yeah, original yeah, like, like play like i don't know why they felt the need to it include could so be deleted it... i don't know why they yeah. felt the need to include more pierce brosnan singing Oh, okay, and SOS is know, also bad right? because of Pierce Brosnan. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about it's, him. I okay. So I think that casting Pierce Brosnan is high camp. I used yes. to be like, this is like it's a huge flaw. It's like the biggest flaw of the movie. But now <laughs> I just I think it's and like it is, you know. Yes. But at the same time, I think that it's a flaw that not elevates it but it makes it unique because it's like that's james bond Bond. like that is james bond and he's having fun and being silly and like singing badly and um i it's just fun it's just fun it's it's camp to me so i i now i've come back around on it (laughs) i my take um my take on it is i like it i don't like out like i like it in terms of in this in the universe of this show it seems like they're not like in the reality like because like in moments of like um right before they do super trooper they sing it a little pitchy and then they get into like the actual track and stuff like that um so it's like oh like they're not good enough to like be like real superstars and stuff like that um so like i like the idea of like oh these are just like three schmucks like these are three schmucks and stuff like that and uh this is how they would really sing and stuff 
But yeah, yeah. I have I have something to say about the Super Trooper scene really quick. Again, yeah, yeah. from my behind the scenes adventure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Meryl had suggested that the girlies <laughs> don't rehearse before that number to like simulate mm-hmm. actually being rusty. So they had like rehearsed months ago. And then then they were actually there. And she was like, let's not rehearse so that. it's like- <laughs> so Yeah. The reason why they're like kind of rusty in the beginning and like a, it's a little off is is because of that. They're they're going method. Meryl Streep is a genius. She mm-hmm. is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it feels more real. It feels like a re- yeah. like even though like this is so heightened and so like ridiculous and stuff like that. Um. And I will say, like, first of all, these songs are so good. You can't really ruin them. Like, you can't really like Pierce Brosnan is like it's like the ABBA songs are it's like a toothpick bridge with like triangular like lattice works and stuff like that. And you break (laughs) one toothpick and it's like still holds up and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's Pierce Brosnan. You eat one of the marshmallows. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Stephanie, what's your take on Pierce Brosnan? I think Pierce Brosnan's great in this movie. I think he, I think I do, I do totally agree that it like leans into the camp part of it because he's, he's like, he's, he's James Bond, but he's older now and he's like playing an old dad. And I will, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. right. (laughs) Oh my God. Are we even going to talk about the second movie? We're going to, we'll get there. (laughs) I will be quick about this. Okay, you, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, get off my dick. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steph, you know what? This has been building up for long enough. It's time to throw (laughs) down. I are fighting for no reason on the podcast. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, they're usually not like this. Where are those happy days? to know. <laughs> um well i'll just say that i think that i think that i've seen you know in a lot of shows live shows where actors where, where performers choose to, to either sing or act right if you can't sing and i think you should make a choice if you can't act but you can sing then you better sing the fuck out of it if you can't sing mm-hmm. you had better act and i think he chooses number 2 right he i don't think i don't think pierce brosnan is under the impression that he's doing a good job is the thing about this right no, i think he's no, no, like no, no. well here we fucking go and then he just and then he just <laughs> acts his heart out and I, that is why i will go to bat for pierce brosnan in these movies <laughs> and it like, just ruins the soundtrack which is like my favorite part of it. It's like very have jarring. You heard the, have you heard the um when the when Cher released her ABBA album, somebody did an edit of of SOS oh, and shit. they just replaced Pierce Brosnan's voice with Cher. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. It, it's also like um because you know he played James Bond and that character is impenetrable. He's suave. He's cool. And then singing is the most vulnerable <laughs> and open thing you could do. Not just your tone and your pitch, but also like your literal face, like contorting while you're like singing and stuff like that. You look very, it's like, it's, it's great. I think it's fun. <laughs> like, um, but he also, yeah. I, one more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. One more. Yeah, please, for please. Um, he was so fun in all the press clips. Mm-hmm. Um, like he really just seemed to support the movie and in the crew and he was um he referred to the three guys as the bimbos <laughs> he was like one of the bimbos and um he just like seemed to really have like a sense of humor about it and um i appreciate that i it's, it's yeah. like it's allyship to make mama mia as a man it is allyship to be <laughs> in the mama mia movie <laughs> I buy that, like, you know, Meryl fell in love with this guy and stuff like that. Like, he's, like, yeah. so charming and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, get into the second movie right after this break. Click. 
Uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, I didn't mean to listen to that. Mia's still here. She didn't leave. Uh, that's pretty cool. Hi. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about Mama Mia. Here we go again. Um, so Michael, like, what? Give us a little brief synopsis of this. You said you could do it. <laughs> like, a brief synopsis of Mama Mia. Here we go again. My one of my top five <laughs> movies of all time. Yeah, I guess I can do it. Mm-hmm. So movie opens. She walks through the hotel, sees a picture of Meryl Streep. Guess what? She dead. She's <laughs> been dead this whole time. Basically, they're all sad. Everyone's sad, but not for very long because it flashes back immediately to Lily James, who is playing young Meryl Streep in about 70% of this movie. And she has two friends who are dressed up exactly like Christine Baranski and mm, Mrs. Julie Weasley. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Who are styled exactly like them? Uh, they get to sing a lot of songs. You find out why Lily James had sex with three men in the course of like two days. <laughs> why? That is what it flashes back to. <laughs> yeah, the why, the what, the why, when, the why. They're hot. <laughs> like, they're, yeah, they're hot mean, and nice. Um, and then in the present day, uh, they uh, open up a hotel. Like they're reopening the hotel. The, yeah. Yes. What's her name? Amanda Seafried reconciles with her grandma who has been shared this whole time and share <laughs> dun, dun, dun. shared this whole time has been in love with uh, Andy Garcia, Andy Garcia, who is suddenly on the island in this movie as well. She does some amazing green screen firework choreography with him. And then the movie <laughs> ends and everyone comes on for Super Trooper as the final casting call, including Meryl Streep's ghost. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You got like the, <laughs> the movie. The movie. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, also so, Godfather Two. It's Godfather Two in that it's so much better. And turns out you actually need to have seen the first one to get it because yeah. I made my friends come over to watch Mamiya Two, and they said <laughs> I've not seen Mamiya One. Is that okay? And I said, Duh. <laughs> I, 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 I saw this one first. I saw this one first before seeing the second. Oh, the, yeah, the, before I seen the original. Um, so when I first watched it, I was like, "This is strung together by shoe leather. Like, there's no reason why anyone needs to be doing any of this stuff. Like, there it doesn't need." To- Still true. <laughs> Still true. And like the idea of just like I don't, I don't care. Like I, I, I was, I loved the movie. I the first time I watched, it, I loved the movie, and I was like really enjoying it and stuff like that. But I was like. This doesn't technically doesn't need to exist and stuff like that. Like you could have just ended at the first one and it'd be fine. Um, and like I don't care about the hotel or whatever. But like I guess like going into thematic stuff is like um what happens when the matriarch passes on and the idea of um it's more the physical stakes are low, like the actual events, like pretty low stakes. You don't, you know what's going to happen. Everything's going to turn out fine. Everyone's going to sing and stuff. Um, but the emotional stakes are kind of high. Like the idea, like the more tender emotional stakes of like, will I uh, pass on the legacy of my mother and stuff like that? Will I do, will I like do right by her and stuff like that? Which is like a bold choice to kill her off. Like bold choice to like have that character die. Like, Especially I guess because canonically she's like maybe 50. Like, yeah, it's like, that's like really, really sad. Yeah. She's just dead. And everybody's like, well, that just happens, I guess. And like, <laughs> she, how, no, it doesn't. Not at 45. It doesn't. I think it's a gen. I think it's a fun idea for a prequel though. Like doing the, you know, re seeing the actual like story and stuff like that. of like how she met all these three different guys and stuff like that. 
Um, but yeah, like any themes that we haven't talked about, like any themes of this movie. Share fucking rocks. Yeah. Share. <laughs> yeah, share. The movie's about share. Um, I feel Mostly. like the theme the theme is just like fucking. I feel like it's just fucking. Like way yeah, more I'll, than the first one was fucking. This yes, is just yes. fucking. Like this this movie is also about we understand why you like Mamma Mia one. Here's yes. some more of that. Yeah. That's what it's Honestly, about. but I do actually think that is why this movie is so good, is like because the movie like everybody lets you they're like they know you're into it they know they know what you like (laughs) and everybody's in on all of the jokes and like yeah i it's great yeah like just like it's 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 a universe where like be still my beating vagina gets like a standing ovation and stuff like (laughs) you know in the theater (laughs) people wept in my my screening but I think it's like the the thing like of like here we go again like we're just doing Mamma Mia again we're doing <laughs> yeah. Dancing Queen again we're, we'll do Waterloo again and stuff like that is the idea of just like it's just a celebration of life you know it's just like how do you honor those who pass is you celebrate life you celebrate their life you celebrate the life you're living and stuff like that and like um, even though your you know your mother isn't technically here you can still like honor her by like uh remembering the good things she's done but also like you know living your own life too so i think that's beautiful um I, <laughs> casting's exceptional like all that's the amazing little, casting. all yes. the young the casting. versions of them hugh skinner hugh skinner <laughs> is so good he's so hot in this like he's it's... such a good young colin he he does the stammer. He does does like the little yeah. Colin stammers and stuff like that. He does that. the nervous stammers, and then I love his little his tiny leather jacket that he wears to signify. It that doesn't he quite is, fit. It does like not that. fit to show that he's growing out of being a punk. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that Harry Bright is a genuinely very complex and interesting character. Um, as a whole, he's yeah. he's much more complicated than we give him credit for like he is a gay man and he is gifted a daughter late in life um and he and, loves you know, all, it and he loves yeah. it like he <laughs> loves her um and and then even his relationship with donna i think is really interesting because he is like genuinely attracted to her it seems yeah. mm-hmm. um but he's also very gay it seems um and i think that it's awesome gay that in a way that like, chinese movie theaters will play yeah, you know what yes, I mean? like, exactly. This, compl- this is gay overseas. Yeah. Yes. And that's gay like overseas. one thing is they should have given him a boyfriend. Yeah, they yeah. should have. I feel like just everybody him, else giving him gets an paired exclusively, off. Yeah, he gets like an exclusively gay moment with the like doc passport checker. But yeah. that's it. Where he's yeah, like, your hair it. looked better back then. And he's like, hubba hubba to him. Yeah, like, he, yeah, he so. does like that little smile. <laughs> I think that yeah. he he could have he could have been gayer. But that's that's okay. That's okay. I guess whatever. Um, no, but he's he's a very interesting interesting character to me, and not just because he's played by Colin Firth, one of my many boyfriends. Oh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Colin Firth so good in The Kingsman. The, right? the, yeah. that's him? Yes, he is the Kingsman, and he's the oh, wow. speech. Wow! Wow! Both like, the speech and the man. My king. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, you I love him. You dropped this so king. <laughs> yeah. got this Do you think there was a scene where, like, in the king's speech, or, like, some, he drops his crown and then <laughs> and somebody like, says, says you dropped your crown? This king. King. Yeah, <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter says it. Yeah. I have to say one more thing about Colin Firth because the whole reason why I saw this movie in the first place in 2008 was because of Colin Firth. Oh, um, yeah. And because it was a thirst watch for me as an eighth <laughs> grader, 
how old was I? I was I was 13. Um, and I was really just going for him because I was so in love with him because I uh, had watched Bridget Jones's diary. Mm. So Fantastic. yeah, I that was the reason that was the whole reason why I went. And I was satisfied. Part of the reason that I shill so hard for Pierce Brosnan is that Mamma Mia 1 was the show that gave me a boner for Pierce Brosnan. Not James Bond. Older Pierce Brosnan, apparently, mm-hmm. was my thing at like 15 or whatever. And uh, it has not yeah. changed. It's not changed. We exist. <laughs> uh, let's let's um, then transition to highlights and Waterloo, Mia. Yes, I love Waterloo. That is easily my favorite of probably the whole Mamma Mia franchise. To they, be honest, like, they do it at the very end of the first movie, but not as a number yeah. where they sing well, it. And, and like I that. love, I love the way that they do it at the end, even though it is at the very end. So it's like you have to really wait for it. But then they debut all the men. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, the men in their fun outfits. I love all their custom <laughs> yes. outfits. Yeah. So I, I obviously I love the way it's used in the first one, but I'm glad it got to be used like narratively yeah. in this one like it's actually part of the story it's and it gets you know Hugh Skinner gets to sing it's Harry's song and as I just mentioned I love Harry I think he's very interesting and mm-hmm. I think that the choreography is just so it's playful fantastic. and choreography rocks in this scene when he's, he's like a... crawling on the ground yeah there's so yes. much it's I love it I think the choreography <laughs> is better across yeah. the board in the and the cinematography because it's shot by robert yauman who did grand budapest hotel like he's the guy who works with wes anderson on all of his films um he's a great cinematographer so it's also shot quite well Mm -hmm. i will i will say the cinematography in fernando is like an alien mating ritual where they (laughs) just like grab shoulders and (laughs) spin around fernando's kind of a weird scene i yeah obviously i love it it is funny it's it's like just kind of put in there Cher looks and sounds so good then you watch like the choreography she's being given you're like oh that's right like, they're, just stepping, uh, they're just stepping back and forth. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, She's I can walk 70 from this years point old. To like, yeah. She's, She's older than my grandma. Yeah. She's <laughs> like 75, 70 years old. She's wearing platform heels that are like fucking six inches. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's also She's, like she's giving... doing her best. She's yeah. giving like female Marlon Brando a little bit of like, it sounds like she's like reading these lines off of cue cards and like, yeah. or like some guy has an earpiece like, I met a man named Fernando. I met oh, a name named yes. Fernando. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or or my favorite line reading, which is, Grandma, you're not invited. That's the best part, kiddo. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how she sounded. Uh, <laughs> but that song rules. Like, that moment rules. Yeah. It's, a, it's a showstopper. Like, one of the two members of ABBA, like, one of the, like, ABBA members said, like, oh, it's her song now. <laughs> it's like, she has it. Um I want to like Waterloo's great. I, I just want to talk about like uh, really quickly um, the idea of the the Harry's character being gay and he finds the one person he see, he can mm-hmm. see himself with. And that's like in a straight passing relationship thing. Um, exactly. It's so sad. I think it's, it, yeah, it's so interesting. It's like such a sad, complicated place to be where it's like this is like the one woman who I can picture myself with like literally mm-hmm. the only one in my life and um I don't know just like wanting to cling to that but also knowing it's not right but also I just think that there could be a whole movie a whole spin-off Harry musical <laughs> they have like genuine chemistry too like they're really hot yeah. together <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah. I do think that's the other really successful thing that I think, I think the thing that was, Andrew and I joked about this when we were watching it, and I was like, because the, you know, like, these guys come back to this island to see this woman they haven't seen in 20 years in the first movie. And I was like, so these guys all slept with her one time and they were like, <laughs> yeah. it was so they amazing that they thought about it every day for 20 years. And when they thought she they sent had, them, some, and it, one of them had kids for real. Yeah, they like, like got married to other people, whatever. And like, and like when, when they thought she sent them an invitation, they were like, gotta go immediately. They rushed. They, they rushed. Like, he says like, take me to JFK, like right away. Like he, they are like, going, they are catching the, next flight yeah. to Greece. It so, is that serious. I do feel like the stakes are really high on that. But I will also say in the second movie, I think you can absolutely see like, of course, why they would be in love with Donna, but why Donna would yeah. fall for each of them. Like, I think they're so yeah. well composed, younger versions of these characters, they're, you know, I, I love the idea of like um, the actor playing like young Bill. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh, Josh Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. Josh Dillon growing into Stellan Skarsgård is a very funny <laughs> image. But like, um, I, I also love Young Bill. I think Young Bill is so charming. Um, his song is so yes. fun. The, the I love Why Did It Have to Be Me. Nah, that's that's one of my favorites of the whole movie too. I, th- I like their chemistry the most too, and it's really painful. It's it's it's, it's hot. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is sexy yeah. and hot. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't care for Jeremy Irvine <laughs> as no. Pierce yeah. Brosnan. Most milk toast of the mall like i i would like because like the way you set it up in the move the first movie like oh their chemistry and the, like uh sam and donna's chemistry has to be mm-hmm. like here like way above their the end other game because they're yeah end game. right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> speaking of end game like in dancing queen like the boat comes in like all the portals oh, <laughs> oh my god one of my favorites when colin first is like waving around like a flag yeah like he's like <laughs> it's a titanic pose yeah. yes yeah. he's doing the titanic thing it's so much fun it oh my it god 100 <laughs> i remember watching that in the theater and i was like this 100 percent. neither nobody neither of those two dudes are acting like no one in the scene is acting they are just yeah. fucking around like that's I, just colin I, firth I, and stellan skarsgård like. um watching the second movie makes our last summer way better because you get to see them being young and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the idea of like when the songs about when they were younger, they were afraid of getting aging and getting older and dying and stuff like that. Uh, but now that they are older and have aged, they look back at their younger times with fondness, thankful that they did live, you know, and like got to like have these experiences. I think it's really beautiful. Again, it's adult pop. Uh, <laughs> uh, any other highlights that we the whole thing every every song in this one is so good (laughs) when i kiss the teacher when i kiss the teacher it's so fun it plays fun it's such a good opener like that is the first song Mm -hmm. essentially it's the first big number Um, and it shouldn't play in 2018 we know when i kiss the teacher is problematic right but But it's it's okay because it's a girl teacher in the movie and she's flustered the whole time until she dances a little (laughs) It, it's like um the harmonies and backing vocals are unreal like some i you, you can listen to the karaoke versions like on like apple music or whatever and it's just the instrumental and like the instrumental is so gorgeous too like i, I will say like lily james like radiates a, like I, it's hard to imagine lily james pokemon evolving into meryl streep a little bit <laughs> but it's but I think they radiate a similar star power when they're on screen they're undeniably yes. compelling like mm-hmm. they are so 
they are so good. It's so yeah, you get so why charming. people fall in love with them at first yeah. sight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I I just want to. I wanted to. I just want to. I could watch Lily James do this all day. Like but she's, she's so amazing. Beautiful. She makes everything yeah. she's in better. Baby mm-hmm. Driver is so good. Like because of her, she's so good. Um. And then Mamma Mia, like the redo of that is like really cool. I like the idea of yeah her singing it like in the first movie, her singing it again, like the song she wrote when she was heartbroken um, and her singing it again when she sees him again for the first time. Um, I like how it cheers her up too. like yeah. it starts with her being sad and then she sings with her friends and then she finds like the optimism of it and yes. then she's having fun. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I, I again, it's like the um, musical theater bit, like uh, re- unrealism that really I just like buy in and love the idea of just like the two friends know the song now. That like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm sad. Like, I don't want to sing about being happy. Oh, I got it. And then like they don't do like and the bones are their money. <laughs> like they don't like, yeah, yeah. make a shitty like, <laughs> follow my lead and E or whatever. <laughs> Um, and then finally, just like a final highlight, I would just want to point out is like Jessica Keenan Wynn has the voice and Baranski pout <laughs> down yeah. pat. Like she's like, yes, I love her. I yes. love the I love the two friends, like the uh, Alexi Davies, like just like the physical comedy and like all that. It's stuff. so funny. It's like it's like doing a sketch bit where it's like do an impression of Christine Baranski, like do do an impression of uh, Mrs. Ba- Mrs. Uh, Weasley, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> Super Trooper, the weird sequence at the end when oh, Donna's yeah, ghost big, is back yeah, and everyone's so dancing. Fun. I love it. No, I yeah, love that scene. Fun. Everyone's like dancing. It's like the younger and the older yeah. selves, and they're like, um, all like you're, your point, you're doing the Leonardo DiCaprio. Point. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know? it's then, good that they all got to meet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the space time continuum did not rip yeah. in half. It's like a special realm. They go to a special spirit <laughs> realm. It's like yeah. incredible. <laughs> and I, it also like successfully recreates the feeling of a curtain call. Like the idea of yeah. like, ha, 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 yeah, we're yeah. all like, you know, it's us, but we're still performing at the same time a little bit. Uh, I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Everybody comes out and bows. That's fun. We should do that in film more like this. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, really? <laughs> the end of like, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, midsummer, like all the characters who died. Yeah, like, yeah, every, every every movie We're should fine. just end with Waterloo as a curtain call. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, everyone <laughs> is dressed in a fun glitzy outfit, and they're all doing Waterloo. Michelle Yao and Jamie Lee Curtis come out do a little dance yeah. together. The end of Goodfellas. Honestly, that like, could have happened in that movie, yeah. and like it would yeah, have totally been part of that movie. <laughs> any any lowlights that we haven't talked like that are here. So this is what I, this is where I'm getting to. All right. Some of the arrangements in this are wild. Like, Angel Eyes, I think, is great, but, like, for no discernible reason, when Amanda Seyfried starts singing that song, she's just singing in a different key. And then then they go back to the original key. Like, listen to it. Like, she just, in the middle of a line, when she starts singing, she changes key. It's fucking Uh, weird. I will say she seems a little checked out. Like she does. She doesn't, she's, yes. she's probably the weakest part of the movie, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but, I agree. I mean, the the material isn't doing her any favors also. Yeah, no. But um, but yeah, I think that maybe it's weird because she was dating Dominic Cooper and he cheated on her. She observations, anything we haven't talked about, like of mommy at one and two. We could just like any anything we haven't talked about. I think one of the great things about them is that there's no conflict in them. 
Yep. Zero. Do you know conflict. what I mean? Like, there's no. I remember watching the second movie, and when the when Cher fucking shows up in that helicopter, I was like, oh, "Is there about to be conflict in a Mamma Mia movie? Like, am I about to go through <laughs> yeah. an emotional journey that is not just like aggressive happiness? Like, what's going on? You can't crush my dreams like this." But like, it's just nice that you don't. You like, you can rewatch it and know that you're not gonna like have to hit an emotional low you know what i mean <laughs> anyone everyone who's sad they just like sing like dancing queen <laughs> they're fine like you can't, sad. you can't you can't sad sing dancing queen it's impossible uh i never revealed how many times i saw yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 here we go here we I go now in theaters right? so in theaters i saw it five times okay and then in total i've seen it this last watch was my 10th time nice Woo! now i i have seen it 10 times Thank you very much. I think mm-hmm. it's my l- most logged movie on Letterboxd. Nice. Is Mama Mia, awesome. here we go again. Um, because, yeah, it came out during around when Movie Pass was like kind of going out. It was like yeah, puttering yeah. out. Um, but I used it to see, see Mama Gaudi Mia. You can see as many times as you want, though. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I, I used it to see Mama Mia a couple times. And then a couple times it wasn't working. Because remember, it was uh-huh. like, you can only go at this time and at these theaters near the end. And it was like, okay. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, shout out MoviePass for letting me see it a bunch of times in the theater. Rip, you've been replaced with AMC A-List, which is basically I love you, thing. AMC I'm A-List. <laughs> I love AMC uh. A-List. Nicole. Uh, I, I was about to say it, but I had to stop myself. I t- I've talked about Nicole Kidman on this podcast more than I've talked about anything else. <laughs> but it's not even Nicole Kidman. Ad. It's yeah. the perfect ad. It it's is perfect. going to be my Halloween costume. It is the perfect ad. Yeah. From the first time I saw it, I was like, this is, and this is going to play every time. Every time. The Here's the thing. I thought maybe they'd at least switch to the movie she's watching, but no, she loves no. Jurassic World. She Jurassic loves, World like, Wonder is Wonder Woman or <laughs> La La Land and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Cher is great. <laughs> Cher is very good. She kind of like sucks out the energy, like kind of like absorbs all the energy and like yeah. kind of propels us to the last act and stuff yeah, like that yeah like it was kind of like puttering out a little bit like mm-hmm. you kind of used up all your good abba songs and now we're going yeah. to yeah. beat the, the the b-sides basically um which are great like they're uh, no complaints per se um but like one of us is fine you know like <laughs> it's fine i love the mirror tricks this the filmmaking yeah. with like the mirrors that's really funny. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the worst song in this in this one though that's the stinker Oh, oh, uh, the bit about like um, one last note is just like the mother theme of just like, I have a dream. Like we see like the broken hotel, like that's like not fixed. And we see like 30, 50 years later and it's all like um, the shot of like the stair being broken and then like the shot of them just like walking down the stair of ease. I'm just like, man, the foundation are, you know, our ancestors like you know, so that our life can be easy on some levels so that like we can like follow our dreams and we could like soar and whatever. I think that's really beautiful. Um, Yes, it's very much about following your dreams and like finding out who you are so that you can follow your dreams. Um, It also it also came out right when I graduated college. So I was like in that post-grad (laughs) era where you're like, I don't have a job. I don't know what I'm going to do um no idea and i like had like a journalism and film degree so i was like i don't know what job i'm gonna get people were knocking at your um, door like yeah I know. Give me money. <laughs> yeah it was it was just like ah, i don't know what to do and then this movie it's also like her it, it's a post-grad movie literally like she graduates college and then 
has to figure out what to do and she doesn't have a plan. So that also really resonated with me and was partially why I was seeing it so many times was, um, yeah, I just, I don't think that there are, I don't think it's super recognized as a post-grad movie. And I don't think people talk about like (laughs) post-grad movies that often because there aren't like a ton of them that are better good. Um, But it is an interesting like era of your life to be in. Um, And I think that it explores that in, 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 in an interesting way. Totally. Uh, And tell me if we need to cut this, but this movie is also uh, one of the only Life Begins at Conception propaganda (laughs) films of our generation. (laughs) They both both Lily James and uh, Amanda Seyfried know they are pregnant immediately. Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) They are putting their hands on their bellies, their non-existent <laughs> bellies. They are ready to carry this child to term. <laughs> I was also trying to do the math on when she would have gotten pregnant, when Amanda, when Sophie would have gotten pregnant. <laughs> right, that because is Andy she, Garcia's child. Because she hadn't seen, she hadn't seen Sky in a while, and he had just <laughs> shown up to the island that day, and I was like... And then she's six weeks pregnant. And then pregnant. she's just finding out she's pregnant. Yeah, like, I don't know. This movie's critic. This movie's critic proof. It's like it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Like this doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't matter doesn't, that it's. It's. <laughs> it doesn't even matter that like call like uh, Pierce Brosnan is a good singer. It doesn't matter. Like you can't judge <laughs> yeah. it on that objective scale or whatever. It doesn't like you. It it supersedes it basically. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I uh, I love that. Like both movies do this incredibly successfully, which is that they they are not trying to be something they aren't. They know exactly what they're doing, and that's what they deliver. Let's uh, get through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll uh, kind of give a final like summation of our thoughts and then rate this out of 10. So who would like to go first? Me. All right, Michael, we can turn <laughs> you first. I love these movies, Mamma Mia 1. I didn't know I would love the Mamma Mia universe as much as I would. It's like yeah. a good musical. Mamma Mia 2 takes that to the next level. It is Mamma Mia-ing at its maximum potential. It has Cher in it, who comes in on a helicopter. It puts you its whole Mamma Mia scene. puts its <laughs> Mamma scene into it, yeah. Nope, I don't uh, like that. <laughs> I don't like that I said that. <laughs> it puts its Mussy Mia into no. uh, itself. Uh, I... I just think it's incredible. Uh, this is a 10 out of 10 for sure. I like the first one better. I think it's just like, first of all, I think just the songs, like there are a few songs in Mamma Mia 2. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. But like, don't like stick in my mind as like, <laughs> like, like severely as the first, like, and the emotional core is really great. Meryl's fantastic. Um, really touching story about motherhood, really touching story about, uh, finding your own identity. It's really nice to escape uh, in a non-toxic matriarchal world for a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, and then Mamma Mia 2 is just like a little more bonkers, a little like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it, it takes like a few moments to like justify why it exists a little bit. But then I think once it does, it it kind of exists. The reason is it exists is just to do it again, just like to, instill in you that same feeling again like essentially while also like something new something old something borrowed a little bit uh, and um yeah i think it's great uh so i'm gonna give the first one uh i'm gonna give the first one nine freeze frames of 
people jumping in like in the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, out of 10. I'm going to give the second one uh, eight beating vaginas out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I didn't do a metric. I feel stupid. I'm, let me give a metric. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it 10 haws out of 10. <laughs> what else is there to say? I mean, I think. I think they're excellent. I do. I mean, they're excellent for different reasons. I think I'm a little more fond of the first one just for, you know, many reasons that we've talked about in this in this episode. But the second one is a masterpiece. I agree. Like, I agree with Andrew that, like, I feel like it took me a minute to be like, why? We did not need this. But you know what? I don't care that we didn't need this. I want it. Like, it's like dessert. (laughs) Like, it's like a hat on a hat. Like, you don't need dessert. But holy shit, a good dessert. You're never Mamma Mia does not ask for Mamma Mia 2. Nothing about no. Mamma Mia is like, <laughs> yeah, like please the, make Mamma Mia 2. Because you assume that they live on 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Meryl Streep definitely won't die in the next five years, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last line. Like, Meryl walking off the sunset. I won't die in the next five years. <laughs> and then it freeze frames. If I die, you better not hang up a picture of me. Yeah. That, pi- that picture of her. Like, the badly <laughs> photoshopped picture. It looks like shit. I love it. <laughs> It, it's her like <laughs> someone like has a camera and like is like Donna and she's like huh and then they take a picture of her and, like um so the anyway, so I have to give one a ten out of ten dancing queens um and I'm gonna give two a nine out of ten I the only thing I can think of is nine out of ten um Andy Garcia just randomly strumming a guitar for no reason yes and nine out of ten. Babies being conceived immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> My Mamma Mia journey is unconventional, as we've discussed. But so there was a time when I preferred the sequel um, by like kind of a lot. Like I very much preferred the sequel. Um, I believe I had that one rated at four stars on Letterboxd and oh, Mamma Mia one at three and a half stars. Um these days, however, <laughs> uh, Mamma Mia 1 is now at five stars for me, nice. and Mamma Mia 2 has remained at four stars. Okay. So, yeah, what I mean, like, I, I think they're both perfect <laughs> still at the same time. Like, I love them so, so, so much. And um, I, so I'll give the first one uh, 10 Christine Baranski high kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. 10. And then I'll give the sequel, um, Eight of Harry's old punk shirts. <laughs> nice, nice. Those are cute. Yeah, yeah, those are those are my rating. Those are my ratings. Yeah, maybe a oh. nine even for the sequel. Hmm. Oh, Eight and a half shirts. One of them's a crop top. Great. Oh, they they gave us the origin of the overalls, by the way. <laughs> like, yes, she buys them at that store. She's like, you don't know me at all. You think I'm gonna wear a dress, but I'm different. I'm a different girl than what you're she's used like, to. She's like, can you buy me overalls that that she holds her stomach and she's like, that can fit a baby. <laughs> I know it's so funny. They're the same overalls. And then she's like, uh, <laughs> I'm, like I'm sorry. I need to be done. I think recording. <laughs> We're, we're we're very charming. Uh, thank you for coming on our show. Uh, like, um, yeah, I really feel like this is just going to be something I'll be listening to for like the rest of my life and stuff like that. Like one of those things are just like fuck yeah, I'll watch like Dancing Queen on YouTube or something like that, or like mm. I'll I'll listen to the soundtrack, I'll listen to more ABBA stuff like that. It's fantastic. Some of the best music we've covered on the show. Um, Mia, thank you so much for coming on. 
A plus guest. You're so delightful. <laughs> um, anything you would like to plug? Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. Again, it's so much fun to talk about music um, and movies and the way they intertwine. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would love to plug Letterboxd's Weekend Watchlist podcast. Um, it drops every Thursday morning. I usually do every other week, but sometimes mm -hmm. I'll go every week. Um, and we just discuss. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're just discussing new releases. So we cover both like the, you know, the more underground ones that don't get as much of uh, press or not, as not you know, not as big of a budget uh, advertising wise. Um, so if you're looking for, you know, kind of the indie cool movies uh, to watch, check it out. We can watch this. It's under 30 minutes also. So easy. So easy. We just talked to Lee Pace, <gasps> I want to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did. That was another gay gas, gay gas too. Yes, <laughs> I know, right? He's married. He has a husband now. Uh, um, yeah. So we've been we've been getting some cool, some cool uh interviewees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so check it out. Yeah. Uh, yes. And uh, where can we, people follow you on uh, socials and stuff like that? Oh yes. So on Twitter, I am brat reputation. Um, like bad reputation joan jet i'm telling you I'm, I'm a punk sorry and then it's just my name on instagram mia vicino italian hey hey uh, italiano <laughs> um, Mama and mia. Then, yeah letterboxd is uh rat, rat. yeah <laughs> yep. Uh, yep 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 it's good stuff um yeah you could follow me at andrew a lee on instagram and twitter you can follow the show at ibmtltt on instagram twitter and tiktok you can follow Michael at Lemon Taco. You can follow Sean at Diabetic Twink on Instagram and Twitter, and also at at Hugh Skinner. Like, um, yeah. and you can follow uh, Steph at Steph M Senior on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Mia, thank you so much. Uh, what song would you like to play this out with? Oh, Any okay, song in the okay, world. okay. Yeah, any song in the world, and it doesn't yeah. have to. It be. It can be ABBA, but it it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite song is "Townie" by Mitski. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, Ooh, good one. All right. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Yay! Have a good day. Yay! Click. Click. <laughs>